Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insight, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Hello. Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Tonight we're going to be talking about narcissists are aggressive and why you shouldn't poke one. And I know you know they're aggressive. It's not that I am anywhere near going to tell you something that you don't know. But it's important to realize why, and it's important to know what to do about it. It's also important to know that there are two kinds of aggression. There can be passive aggression and active aggression. And what's really going on? Because if you're in relationship one with one, those people I call hijackals, uh, those people who hijack relationships for power, status, and control, we need to be very aware and observe what's actually going on. Otherwise, we'll be up too close and personal, just feeling what's going on and feeling put down, worn down, and torn down. We need to stand back and observe what's going on. So it becomes important to understand this aggression, where it's coming from, why it's coming at you, and why it's so common, so frequent. Now, narcissism, if there's narcissism, there's going to be aggression. And as I said, it it will range from passive aggression to volatile active aggression. However, it is aggressive. And aggressive means someone wants something over on you. They want to take over something. They want to come and be right. They want to be on top of something. They want to take away something. They want to control something. And that's you and the relationship. And they don't stop until they feel they have that nailed down. And you already know that as well, because they're truly annoying, not to mention frustrating. And so the link between narcissism and aggression is found in provocation. You know, provocation is when they feel that they're pushed to do something. They see a reason to respond, a reason to engage, a reason to blame, a reason to be fearful, a reason to be on guard. Now, that can happen just inside themselves. You don't need to poke them. That can happen in their heads. They think something's going to happen. They already begin to act aggressively as though it is already happening. I'm sure you've had that experience. You look at them sideways and they're angry because they've made up a narrative in their head about what's going to happen. And it usually has statements like, you always and you never, and they're talking about you. But they're playing that in their head. It has little to do with you, but it's provocation. Now they may be provoked from the outside. They may see that they feel threatened, They feel diminished. They see potential for humiliation or shame or guilt. 
and they don't like that. Super sensitive to that. And so they're already in a heightened state and looking at that. And <clears throat> this provocation creates the aggression. And if there isn't provocation, I think a good way to look at it is build up. They start building up a case where they're always right. You've noticed that it's never you, know, you getting the benefit of the doubt. They are always right. And that persists. But there's buildup. There's this little piece here that gets related to that piece, which, well, there you go again. I can never, it can never make you happy. You're never happy. You're always wanting more. You're always finding something to complain about. And these generalizations persist. And so they are creating this buildup, even when there isn't any provocation from the outside. They're provoking themselves from the inside. And there can be physical. You know, they can get too close. They can hover over you. They can get between you and a door you'd like to go through or you'd like to go out. They will do physical things to show you who's boss, to show you that they will control the situation. They like to use verbal things. They like to name call or use labels on you or tell you how worthless you are, how useless you are, and nobody else will put up with you. So how lucky you are that they will put up with you. Um, not so lucky, right? Because you're having to put up with them too. And then there is indirect aggression. You know, they will triangulate. They will tell a story about you to someone is off. Maybe it's untrue. Maybe there's a grain of truth in it. But it's definitely set out into the world to make you look bad. So they'll use indirect aggression. Or they'll just lie about you straight up and really get things provoked within themselves. Because when they get into those states of heightened awareness, being angry with you, and it's all coming from within them, they are building up aggression that may well come your way. And that's where it gets scary. That's why I've said so many times, we need to reduce the number of times we find ourselves getting our exercise by walking on eggshells. There's no way to get your exercise, and particularly not regularly. But it may be, it may be also um, bullying. They may, they may always say, you know, I can take care of you. You know, you're small. I had a client whose husband once said to her, you know, you're a very tiny woman. I could easily dismember you and take you out of here in a suitcase. That's the ultimate bullying, threatening to kill you, dismember you, and dispose of you. And that is aggression. That is aggression, just the fact they're having that idea. And I know you recognize that. So important to see. Now, there have been some studies done. One of them I'm going to speak about a little bit tonight. What's important is the studies show that aggression is equal in men and women who are narcissistic hijackals. They may show up a little differently, but 
it, there's equal aggression. And it's important to recognize that because sometimes people make excuses for people on their ideas of what different gender roles are. And they think that they're not probably equal in their vitriol and their nastiness and their aggression, but they are. Because hijackles have thin skins. And if you have a thin skin, you're always thinking, who's poking at you? Even when people, nobody's poking at you, you're afraid someone's poking at you. And they have fragile egos, fragile. They can't stand if someone looks at them sideways because when someone looks at them sideways, they have already decided that that person's terrible. That person doesn't deserve to take up space and draw breath on this earth. How dare they? And we have aggressive tendencies building at that point. They're always on the verge of aggression. Also, they're entitled. They're entitled. You know, I was talking with a client a couple of weeks ago, and the narcissistic hijackle said, you know, I may marry you, but I will always spend holidays with my family, and you'll just have to find something else to do. No intention to build a family together. Just put her on notice that she would be on her own on all holidays because he was going to do things with his family and he didn't want her to be part of it because he didn't want that to change. That's what they do. It's a very aggressive move. I want you, but I don't want you to intrude on my family. So you stay home and I will do what I want to do. It's very aggressive. And they want special treatment. And they want to be acknowledged as special humans. Oh, they're special, all right. <laughs> Not in the way they think. And that's why I spend so much time giving you insights and understanding so that you can see them clearly or more clearly than perhaps you have. They feel provoked when they think they're being insulted. You don't have to be insulting them. You know, you could say, well, this wasn't a very great day to have a picnic and because that's the day the two of you chose to have a picnic they're already on edge well you can't blame me for the weather right they're just like that they're always on the edge of aggression and that's a terrible way to live because you're always on the edge of anxiety you're always on the edge of fear and that means your shoulders are up around your earlobe somewhere when that's happening you don't have all the available energy you need from your body because your body's on high alert. All these things are connected. We need to see them. So they feel provoked when they're insulted. They're always on the outlook for being humiliated or embarrassed. So anything that could be mildly construed by them as humiliating this will set them off. They, they don't like shame. Nobody does, but they, I did an episode a couple of weeks ago on toxic shame and why it's such a big deal when you're dealing with hijackals, other narcissistic or personality disordered people. It's a big deal. Shame is such an underlying feature. So I invite you to go 
and uh, listen to that so that you will you will see it and you know you can find all of my podcasts wherever you like to find your podcast just put save your sanity in whether that's spotify or itunes or wherever you're getting them and go back or if you want to find them on my site you can go to saveyoursanitypodcast.com and um, you will be able to see them all and in order numbered at Save Your Sanity Podcast. And if you'd like to support the show, which we love, and thank you so much for the people who support it every month with a small amount of gift, go to patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. So aggression is something you're on the on the lookout for all the time because you don't want it to rise up and you try hard not to have it. But because it's often an inside job, it's what the hijackal is thinking about that causes them to be aggressive. Nothing you did or said, even though they'll attribute it to you, it becomes more difficult to shut it down. And so shaming, or they feel guilty, or they feel criticized, or they feel blamed, or they feel threatened. And the other thing is, they're just very image conscious. So if you don't make them look good, they really have a problem with that. Could be something as simple as that, you know. And it will provide aggression. Now, important to see these things. Because if you don't see them, you will be trying so hard to please them. And they are dedicated to never letting you please them. They will tell you what's wrong with you, but they will not notice when you get it right. And why not? Because if they acknowledge when you get it right, that would give you equality with them, and that would put you on a level playing field, and they are not having any of that. They are not having a level playing field with you. They will always have to be a little higher than you, a little better than you, a little more secure than you, a little more right than you, and that will go on. So as I said, I was looking at this research out of Ohio, and Sophie Kjervik, and, um, and she, she worked with a man called Brad uh, Bershman, and they were doing things looking at the links between narcissism and aggression. And one of the things that Sophie wrote is this. She said, individuals who are high in narcissism are not particularly picky when it comes to how they attack others. Well, it was good to hear her speak such straightforward language there. But in the research, they found that it's that narcissists can be overly aggressive and even dangerous. And that they, they looked at 123,000 people and they put that link. And their results were that narcissistic people, because of the link with narcissism and aggression, can be dangerous. And that narcissism is related to a 21% increase in aggression 
So if the person is narcissistic, they're 21% more likely to demonstrate aggression, and they are 18% more likely to engage in domestic violence. Okay, so what you're feeling and seeing and, and you're afraid that you're feeling and seeing is true. It's what's happening, right? And there is, there is good evidence that that is what's happening. And these studies are coming out and showing us this. So a hijackal blames everyone for their behavior because they can't take responsibility or be accountable. So you are always going to be in the line of fire for their blame. And it's up to you to be able to separate out what's true and what's not for you. You get kind of worn down and used to hearing that everything's your fault, don't you? And so you kind of expect it will be your fault. And you sort of turn off and you kind of accept it as well. Like, okay, it's going to be my fault. Might as well be my fault. I'm going to get blamed for it anyway. And then if you happen to be overly appeasing or overly people-pleasing, you're going to take responsibility for it. And it's going to be hard on you. You're going to then be like, I need to change. I need to change. I'm a terrible person. I'm not doing enough. I'm not thoughtful enough. I am not giving enough. No. Take the four healthy steps back and ask yourself, hey, what did I really do? You can scrutinize what you did and say, what did I actually do? Not what they told me I did, but what did I actually do to deserve that aggression? In most cases, you will find that what you did, if in fact you did anything, is way out of proportion to the aggression that came your way, right? And that's when you start seeing the forest for the trees. When you start saying, no, there is no equality in that. Those things do not match. And you'll be blamed for it anyway. And it will accelerate. And then they will expect you to apologize for things you didn't do. And when you say you didn't do them, then they tell you you're crazy, you're delusional. Then they go and tell other people that you're crazy and delusional. Or they'll tell other people they're worried about you. They're worried about you because you're just doing all these things. Have you experienced that? It's nasty. And it's crazy making. It'll really cause you to second guess yourself and question your sanity. And that's a delight. If a hijackal gets you to the place where you're second-guessing yourself and questioning your sanity, questioning your memory, questioning whether or not you did or said something, they are very happy because they now feel they have ultimate power over you. So <clears throat> they make everything your fault. And the answer is, no, everything is not your fault. But this is the way they present information. Um, sure, can it be our fault? Yeah. Sometimes you just get so tired of it, you snap. Sometimes 
they push and probe and provoke, and then you snap, and then they get angry and tell you you're abusive, and it then shows on reactive abuse. That's when they try so hard to get you to do something that they can say is abusive and then blame you for that. Yet they were the ones who were provoked it. See, they are masters of provocation because they're doing it all the time within themselves. They're always at that, always thinking about that. So they're always pushing it out your way too. And yes, they can be annoying and they're frustrating and you want to speak up. And sometimes your vocabulary becomes maybe several rows of expletives as though you had stubbed your toe on the biggest possible stone there is. And that's taken out of context because they'll tell that story forever. How could you speak like that about the kids? I don't know why I have a person in my life who behaves that way, yet they pushed you to it, but they will take no responsibility. So take the steps back and pull the stuff apart. Did I really do something? Or am I believing that they are telling me I did something? Am I at the place where I've started to second guess myself? If you are, please get some help. If you want to work with me, come over to beaclient.com. Beaclient.com. Or if you want to join my Emerging Empowered membership program, go to joinintoday.com. We can talk about these things. And at joinintoday.com, you can talk about those things with all the other members as well. Great place to get and give uh, support. So, yes, you, you can be annoying. You can be purposefully triggering. You can push their buttons. But I hope after listening to this episode, you'll be reminded and reinforced. Don't do that. Don't do that because that's unhealthy for you. You don't want to be that person. Much as it feels good for a moment, the long-lasting effects are too much. And then it hurts you. It hurts your soul. It hurts who you are. It hurts how you think of yourself. So don't do it. Um, But stop setting them off. You know, I said so many times, don't poke a hijackle. And people still get frustrated. They poke the hijackal. They tell them they're narcissistic. They tell them, I've been listening to this podcast and I know you're narcissistic. That's not helpful. That is not going to go well because they have to be right. They have to be perfect in their own minds. So when you tell them, and I know you desperately want to tell them that you've got their number and you see them for who they are. I know you want to do that. However, I'm here to, t- to say don't. Don't. Because you're giving your power away. Believe yourself. Once you know a hijackal behaves in a hijackal way, ask yourself, do I want to be with this person? They behave like that. There's no question. They're not going to change. They're only going to get worse, like I said in the last episode. And that's a big pill to swallow, that they're not going to change except to get worse. But think of that. You know, how old do you want to be when you finally leave? 
That's a big question. Oh, well, I just, you know, wait till the kids grow up. I'll just wait till he never finishes college, or I'll just wait till there's this much money in the bank. How old do you want to be before you make positive change in a relationship with the hijacker? You cannot do it any younger. Remember that. So important. So first of all, stop poking them because that is never going to help. It's only going to reinforce that every time you poke them, they become more aggressive and they blame you. And then you go around the whole cycle again. And the second part is observe. Just watch them. Become curious about them. Watch how they rage. You know, <clears throat> the more <clears throat> they, they do things, <laughs> the less they acknowledge that they do things. No, observe their language. It's always about you. There's never any flies on them. <clears throat> Watch how they're trying to be proactive. They bring up things to try and catch you so that they can blame you so that you won't be blaming them. And when you don't poke them, don't call them names. Don't don't even use descriptive words. This is where it's so useful for you to master my personal weather report technique because you're only talking about yourself. Now, of course, hijackals will in the beginning say, no, you just found a new way to blame me without making it sound like you're blaming me. Then you stick to your guns. No, I have found a new way to say what's going on for me. And I have every right to say it. But go and look at it. If you're not familiar with the personal weather report strategy, go to personalweatherreport.com. I put up some videos for you. Read my book, Kaizen for Couples. And there are pages and chapters on the personal weather report, as well as other courses that you can find at relationshipprograms.com, relationshipprograms.com. So not poking a hijackal, that means don't point out their faults. Don't name call. Don't tell them they're narcissistic. Don't blame them. Don't criticize them. Don't shame them. But work on you. Work on your observations. Why is this okay? I'm living under fear of their possible eruption and their aggression. Why? Why am I doing that? Why is it on any level okay? And do I want to make a change right there? Then there's something you can do right away. You can start practicing the personal weather report strategy. Change, shift to that. Use that everywhere. It's really good for work. It's really good for home. It's really good everywhere. Because it is emotionally mature. And that will help you. And then talk, talk about your feelings in the personal weather report. But don't talk about it in that old-fashioned iMessage way. I feel, I feel this way when you do that. That doesn't work. In fact, 
being asked to teach the iMessage 30 years ago is what caused me to create the personal weather report because I didn't want people making their their feelings and their needs contingent on somebody else's behavior. So I prefer to live in calmness is absolutely your right to say. That's a declaration of what you want. You prefer, you have perceptions, you have needs, you have wants, you have thoughts, you have feelings, you have memories, you have dreams, you have goals, and you're entitled to all of them. But a hijackle will shut them down and not want you to have them because hijackles, <clears throat> they're not processing the same way you do. They are just not processing the same way you do. So everything feels like a threat to them. So when you take action and you become more self-reflective, okay, if I'm not doing anything to push this hijackle, I am absolutely clean and clear in my behavior. I'm using the personal weather report and I'm doing these things well. And then you sit back and you observe. You learn so much. And when you learn so much, you can make better decisions. So I hope it's helpful to rethink this idea of narcissists being so aggressive and to learn that that's what happens. They are feeling provoked by the world. They're feeling provoked by their own feelings, their own thoughts, their own experience. And that's mostly what's going on. But they will blame that all on you. And don't let them. I hope that's helpful. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself. Because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.